tell me the last time you went five days without your phone. Like people would rather freaking die, dude. Like you need to disconnect from your phone. These things are like destroying, like social media is warping your dopamine and you're like, I'm not, that's a whole other topic. Like Garen, and I've seen it at every single age. My parents are addicted to their phone. Like, I don't care who you are. I'm addicted to my phone. So having time away and just like collecting yourself, collecting your thoughts. Like, who do you think you are without like what your phone or technology is like? So anyway, my point is, it's like, there's just so many levels of benefit to doing this of like. Episode one. The Phoenix and the Dragon. Let's fucking vamos, baby. I have my co-host here, the legendary Phoenix, a.k.a. Captain America, um, a.k.a. All-American, just everything, <laughs> just crushing life. Uh, and there in, in Medellin, how you doing? Brian Comstock? I'm doing phenomenal, man. I'm doing phenomenal. Came back from a five-day ayahuasca not too long ago, so I'm I'm feeling sky high. <clears throat> are you strapped in, fucking ready? Like, let's just yeah, let's uh, let's unpack that. I've been I've been waiting to hear this. I've been waiting to tell it, which is why I haven't. I've been telling everyone I can talk to. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally like it's the only thing I can talk about right now. To me, it's like the most interesting thing um for so many reasons <laughs> you know <clears throat> and i know you've done it so you probably have your own opinions of it as well what was um what was the leading like walk through the the ceremony where did you go leading where did you go and like what was like what was their onboarding process the onboarding process is every friend i have here in medellin has like done this particular retreat it's like just north of medellin in colombia <clears throat> which is very convenient because I've been living here for several months. And my onboarding process was I was, I actually got robbed not too long ago. And I basically was in a really rough spot and I was just kind of on my bed, vaguely representing the fetal position and just kind of like not having it. And then it hit me. And I really think it was like an intuitive like bolt and I, had, I don't know if I haven't had many of these but it just like literally hit me out of nowhere like Aya like boom Aya and I wasn't really thinking about it it wasn't really like something I've actually been like I said I've had a lot of friends who <clears> have <throat> recommended it and I was like you know what maybe next year when things are convenient like let me check my schedule nope not convenient to puke for five days so it just never became like a priority as we'd call it um but then, you know, I truly believe the universe gives me things, certain timing for certain reasons, and it's my job to figure out why and what, what the lesson is. And the lesson for me or the, the, the push was like the getting robbed was like the last thing I needed to get pushed over after having like a really shitty two years. And, um, and then I got that intuitive hit. <clears throat> and so I decided to reach out to the to the founder and creator of this beautiful, beautiful retreat that they do monthly. And, and uh, the stars aligned for me because I got the last spot. He said he had one spot left and it just happened to be that the retreat, the next retreat was in like two days. So by the time that I decided to, to do this, I was very last minute 
fortunately I got the last spot. I had another friend going also coincidental. And also for me, um, I'm going to be going back to the States for a little bit and yada, yada. So long story short, this was basically the last opportunity I had to do it this year um, or for quite some time. And it all came together. So that was my onboarding process, but um, everything was smooth. I reached out to the guy. He said, we'd love to have you. We got one spot left, blah, 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 blah. You know, and <clears throat> there is a diet and kind of recommended protocol to prep for the uh, ayahuasca ceremonies. There's four of them over five days. And there is a two week period of like prepping for that. And then again, fortunately, this is one of the benefits of living a healthy lifestyle. I'd say the chunk of it, the good 80, 20 chunk of it, I've already been doing. Like I've already been doing no alcohol, um, low sugar, or you know, basically just clean, no drugs. So I felt not perfect, but you know, there is no perfect. You just it, it just lined up <clears throat> as good as it can be, and um, that was it. But so I'd say this isn't a question you asked, but there's like kind of two big things. Like one is the fact that I've had a lot of anecdotal evidence with people like yourself, really close friends who have <clears throat> advocated not only about ayahuasca, but this retreat in particular, but I try to be as judici judicious and discerning and intelligent in my decisions, particularly ones that are potentially life transforming and life changing. And so at one point, not too long ago, I spent, you know, a couple hours or however long just plowing through Dr. Google. And there's actually many scientific articles that show basically the benefits of ayahuasca. Depression has been kicked to the curb even nine months post-treatment. Addiction has subsided. Anxiety has subsided. So between the anecdotal evidence of my close friends and actually reading some of the science behind this powerful plant medicine, I and getting robbed and just kind of feeling like cornered and having no other solution to cure my mental aches. Um, for those reasons, I, I took the plunge and it, it was the best one of probably the best thing I've ever actually really done. Um, definitely the best money I spent besides buying an iPhone. Um, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, I, I got a, I got an iPhone, uh, I got a new iPhone recently and it's like, oh, wow, this took another perfect picture. Like I don't even need yeah. a camera anymore. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. Like I couldn't live with my, I probably wouldn't live without my iPhone. But other than that, I like, this is the best money. This is the best thing fucking ever done. And uh, I'm just singing it to the high heavens. I thought I'd be a good sales rep. We'll, we'll get into this, but I thought I'd be a good sales rep with it because I'm like so passionate about it. And I'm like telling everyone, but you know, same thing how, how it was for me. It's, it's people have to, they have to feel called to it. They have to do it at their own time. And I could say like, Hey, literally everything gets better. And it's like, somehow that's not a strong enough sales pitch. So, <laughs> you know, so. take care of everything and just like 10 exit. It's, it's like, it's like, do you want everything to be better? Like, I don't know, maybe. And then anyway, so no, but I understand like, it's, um, it's a big deal. I'm just riffing. You can always like ask or you can always ask or direct me different things. So, but one thing I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Contextualize like, Contextualize the last two years, walk through the last two years and, and then walk through the last two years and then lead into the actual ceremony itself. 
yeah, last, how it was so impactful for you. Last two years were really challenging. I was living in LA, um, starting like and like just the whole whole gamut of stuff that you know was just kind of difficult. And I also was dating someone. I was with the girl who um, I was really into. I'm going to give the very watered down version because it's a whole separate separate podcast episode. You guys will just have to wait for that one. Um, but it became really problematic. Um, and the problem was I really liked her. Mm-hmm. So, so it birthed a lot of, it, it made me confront basically every weakness I have in my body and ones that I didn't even know I had, you know, every possible weakness, insecurity, whatever. And then, and then the whole thing kind of blew up in my face after a girl that I thought I gave her my heart, soul and mind to, uh, <clears throat> to try to make it work. So I was very emotionally invested and also didn't have a whole lot of like, I mean, I'm always entrepreneurial. I always have things going on and, but it's like, you know, your own standards, right? So for my own standards, like, sure. Can I tell people that I have things and I have this business and whatever? Sure. But by my standards, like I wasn't doing all very well because I was basically pouring all my energy into trying to make this relationship work and it completely exploded in my face. So that caused me a lot of, a lot of pain, a lot of, a lot of anguish. And then eventually what happened was actually, this goes back to the psychedelics, which we're going to spend a lot of time on. We had, we had a little breakup period. I went to, um, I went to go do mushrooms with my buddy and we took, we, so the way we do it, we like, we'll just get a nice Airbnb. <clears throat> we, we went to San Diego, locked ourselves up, did it at night, did it together did it without any other stimulus. It was just music and blindfolded and us just together doing it. Hand jobs. And, and potentially, but you'd have to be there to, you know. And so, and so I, I mean, there's a whole, that's a whole other story, but one of the, the cliff notes is I came out of that experience with like, uh, yeah. mushrooms often inflate my ego for, for a period of time, which is hard to believe because to most people, it seems about as inflated as, could possibly be but um it gives me a lot of confidence and like positive ego boost and i kind of ride that high and so what i did was with this confidence in like sky high like i can do anything mindset i'm like you know what enough is enough i'm moving out of la i'm i don't have this girlfriend anymore i probably do know she'll come back but i'm just gonna like we're just gonna factor her out and I'm moving, I'm sh- shifting gears completely and going to Colombia. And I bought a one-way ticket to Colombia, Medellin. I only had one friend here. He's a mutual friend of ours. I only had one friend here. And I bought a one-way ticket with a month uh, Airbnb. And then since then, I've been here pretty much the whole time. I've gone back and forth for bachelor parties and stuff. But I've been here for six plus months. And completely transformed my life between the ayahuasca, the people I've met, yourself included, different businesses I've started. I'm on the verge of closing a million dollar business. Like so many things, you know, to me, it really is like a a beautiful story. It's like I was at a bad, dark, shitty place. And now I'm like in a much, much better place. And and I and ask me, you know, in six, 12 months, it's gonna keep going because like I'm on a man, I'm a man on a mission since since I that's for sure. You know, it reminds me, I find similarities in, in your story of how Medellin's changed your life because it's completely changed mine as well. I mean, I'm from Ottawa, Canada, which is a city of 1.4 million people, 
it's a government town and Canadian culture is very much like, oh, don't rock the boat, don't rock the boat. Very, very close. And for example, like walking by people that you might have gone to elementary school with or middle school or high school with, and they they won't even say hi to you. Maybe I'm just weird. <laughs> nobody wants to nobody wants to talk to me. But it, it it seems like it's a it's a very common thing here anyway that people are like and even even like bullshitting or, or bantering with people it, it almost catches them a bit off guard or like they don't know how to react to it and just in like there i mean there's a lot of cool people here don't get don't get me wrong but more often than not i've, I've found um, that kind of that kind of friction and i always felt a bit like a black sheep here and moving to, moving to medellin completely changed my life as well. Like it's opened up so many doors, opened up so many opportunities that I never would have had access to, for example, like meeting, um, just meeting many mentors, many people that I look up to business-wise. I, yeah, I wouldn't be where I'm at without the move from here to, to Medellin as well. Yeah, I think that's a common, I mean, we could do a whole thing on Medellin, but I, I think I, what I, what I tell people is people, men, like guys, you know, what it, like expats and men who come here, it's, there's a very, there's a high degree of intentionality, right? You don't just randomly find yourself in Medellin. There's a lot of thought and intention that built up and led to this formative you know this big decision <clears throat> and oftentimes a part of that reasoning is kind of what you said I and mean, it's true surely was for me too of like i just always i just never felt you know in i never felt like i found my spot you know i never felt like i found my group or my whatever i always felt a little bit of fish out of water i felt that way my whole life and at some point i just i didn't have medellin my whole life so i at some point i kind of came to peace with like you know what like, I'm just going to be, I'm just never going to feel like a hundred percent, like in the group or in the whatever. And like, that's okay. That's okay. Like, it's, I'll just, I'll just do what I, you know, but then I come here and it's like every single person I talk to, you know, is just freaking awesome and entrepreneurial and growth minded and trying to push the envelope with plant medicine and ways to grow. And there's like a degree of like brotherhood here. It's not a, the one thing I hate about like guys and groups is like a hyper competitive bullshit like cut each other down neg fucking bullshit energy yeah it's and that's a dick measuring contest yeah and i just can't stand that stuff and so it's just a, such a low vibe low consciousness way to live your life um you could say that's my opinion but it feels like a fact um <laughs> you know what's funny i was at, I was at dinner uh, i was at dinner with my dad last night and, and he uh we were giving each other a hard time and, and uh, he's giving me a hard time about how I always need to win the debate. And I said, it's not that I always need to win the debate. It's that I'm always right. <laughs> you know, and, and so like you got to I mean, but the thing is, it's like people have different levels of consciousness. That's something I'm going to come back to because it's something that was revealed with my ayahuasca. But like the consciousness that I'm communicating and finding and that is just freaking awesome because it's I, none of that crap right it's like we're all trying to help each other we're all trying to you know all that stuff so that's that's my uh, pitch on medicine but anyway like it, it, it goes back to like the before and after of my life you know i basically was living in la which i would say is, i can't really think of 
a, a worse place in terms of like good for the soul. It's probably like the worst place you could possibly live. Um, I'm sure there's worse, but like to me, it's up there. I mean, um, like Somalia. <laughs> I mean, there's worse places to live, to be clear. But <laughs> <laughs> like, or or Sinaloa. <laughs> It's like soul is not like the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but like once you're trying to like ascend up, you're like, wait a minute, this is not a, this is not good for your mental. Health. I think it's like the mental health capital of the world on like so many levels. Um, that's a whole separate topic. But anyway, the point is, you want to put yourself in an environment where you feel like you can, you know, flourish and be and find your, you know, find find more of who you are. And so, I don't know. Yeah, she's way better, man. So so grateful. It's just yeah. A lot of good, a lot of good transitions happen. It's happening so quickly too, you know, like there's days that I can't, the ayahuasca, I was going to send the guy, I'm intentionally leaving his name out for, at this point, but I was going to send the guy, the like leader of the ayahuasca and say like, Hey man, you, you ruined my life. I can't sleep. I can't do anything. And it's like, I'm just so excited that I can't even like function. I can't even sleep. And it's just, it's, and that's literally how I feel. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing um and i had a lot of fears that it would go away um but i don't think it's going away it feels like it's already been over a month it feels like a new what i tell people is it's like a new default setting my default setting has been elevated 200 conscious points and i'm happy with that <laughs> let me let me actually let me challenge you on that because something that's a big one of the core principles that i live my life on is self-trust and like always every, everything that I do is always rooted in that in terms of like how I process relationships or dyna dynamic with others. And so even if, for example, even if you, so I invite you to consider like, okay, like what would actually happen if you fell back to that? Like, what would you do? Well, the closest I had is I got, I had uh, this week and I had one day that was basically unbearable. One person told me text of mine. I don't know if that's scientifically validated, but I felt like my mind was being attacked and I wasn't, I, it, I dropped back down, right? So to your point in question, like I dropped back down hard and I started basically having a mini panic attack of like, is this, did I just lose like my gains? You know, it's like, spend so much time in the gym and I drink milk afters. I don't want to lose my gains. You know what I mean? Like we work so hard. I don't want to lose my gains. And so I was kind of like freaking out. Um, did I lose my eye gains? And then I woke up the next day and I did not. I was back to buoyancy. I was back to, so thus far, I, w I haven't really had to like really deal with it, but let's just like explore your question a bit. Um, I, I feel like I have to assume at some point, you know, just because of life, you know, life's going to happen something's going to happen or something whatever to where i'm going to get dropped out going to get dropped back down and the question is like how do you respond to that um <clears throat> i feel much more confident to be in those situations one way i try to explain it is before ayahuasca when i had negative emotions i felt like i only saw four walls and like i am in, i am this emotion i am this negative emotion and, and like i have no concept of like detachment and now I've had plenty of moments where I have these negative emotions or I have these spells of like something doesn't go my way or whatever. And I feel like I can like, I can see myself 
in the emotion, but like detach from it in a way. And it's like, okay, you are feeling anger. You are feeling whatever. And that's a very different like concept of like being trapped. Before I felt trapped. I don't feel as trapped anymore. I feel like, oh, okay, I can identify where I'm at and make peace with, okay, this is where I'm at. I'm still very quick to get angry. Very like if things don't go my way, like it, it's easily triggered. Like I'm angry, but like, okay, I see that. And you like, like the ability to like detach from it allows you to kind of like loosen its grip. And then you, next thing you know, you blink a couple of times and you're like, oh, I'm not as, not as angry anymore. So, I mean, so I have a lot of, yeah, yeah. Sounds like you have a more accepting relationship with it. More accepting. Yeah. And then the, th the third or fourth, however many things I've said, the other thing, the other big one is like, I've had a long enough period in the green zone and in, in like the power zone and the feel good zone and the confidence zone that I have like an anchor of hope, right? Because, again, before I, I'd be like, my life is just going to suck forever. I'm always going to feel sort of depressed. I'm going to be this like functionally successful, but like actually just like sad clown laughing on the outside, dying on the inside. Like, I'm just never going to like, I have no real like way to get, get out of this. Now I feel like, oh, I actually know I can identify and feel and like connect to a whole different other way of being so that that alone right so if you just think about that fact that alone is like okay well then like what the logical conclusion is like you can feel good and and there is a way to feel good and you can find your way to feeling better and and so like that alone gives it a whole different like feeling so if i get stuck in the mud again at least i can think like all right well i'm temporarily stuck i'm like this i'm not like doomed to be here Unless, unless I want it to be. It's like, how you have the power to like, how, do you, how are you going to respond? How are you going to deal with this stuff? You know, are you going to sit there and pout? Are you going to be like, okay, this is where I'm at. I'm not happy. Things don't go my way. I'm not happy. I'm the first to admit that. But it's like, okay, but what's the half-life on that negative emotion, right? And just start to decrease the half-life. Maybe it takes you eight hours to get over it. Then make it four hours the next time. Then make it two hours. Then make it one hour. And boom, boom, boom. You know, so you just pause the momentum. That's what we're about. There's always positive momentum. <clears throat> you know, it's funny, dude. The first thing that I noticed when I, when I came back to Canada is just how tense people are driving in the rat race of like driving with a friend and somebody will cut them off and they'll be like, you motherfucker. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, like where did that come from? And I'm just like in, in, in my head, like namaste, like just calm. Like, and and it was, it's just a completely... It's a completely different vibe coming back to civilization where a lot of people aren't having those, those thoughts of like, okay, like dealing with these, these negative emotions. And, and oftentimes people get caught in a rut and then they'll, they'll get stuck in a rut. Yeah. And that's a scary place to be, man. I've been there. Like being stuck in a rut is not, um, one of the messages I want is like, I'm like I said, I'm on a mission. I know you are as well as part of why I got, you know, I'm not, I don't say this like arrogantly and I'm sure you're the same way, but like, I'm very focused on where I spend my time. And the reason I, you know, one of the reasons I, I partnered up with you on this is because I know I want to be around people who have a similar, like, like understanding of, of the world on some level of like, it's, it's worth being on a mission. Like you're going to have more energy. You're going to get more done. You're going to have greater impact to the world. It's going to be a more interesting story of your life. Right. So why do I blabble about that? Because as a man on a mission, 
one of the thing like one of the one of the many like visions and like goals I have is like get that across to people. It's like there is hope, right? Because if you're in a rut, there is hope. And I have been in a rut without hope. And I don't I only wish I don't wish that on my worst enemies, maybe maybe just them. Like maybe they can have it, but like everyone else, I don't I don't wish that on anyone. Um and so that's one of the messages I want to get out is like if you are in a rut, um you have I feel like the one thing people, I feel like the bare minimum you need, and I'm curious to get your mind, like mindset on this. I've spent a lot of time thinking about this is like, what's the minimum people need? I think you need a fight in you. I think you need a desire. You need a desire of like, hey, I don't know the answer. I don't know about ayahuasca. I don't know about Medellin. I don't know. About, I don't have friends that encourage me to heal myself. I don't, I don't know, but you have to, you have to have that fight and that desire in you. And then from there, you'll manifest in the law of attraction and the world will line up for you. But you, I can't give you that. Like, if, but if you have that, I can at least meet you halfway and say, you're, with your desire, there is hope. You will, you will find something. You'll find a solution. Don't give up. Reminds me of Kobe when uh, in his book, Mama Mentality, he talks, there's a few different times where he had, didn't have a, like he, he had an ankle injury. I can't remember exactly when it was in his, in, in his career, but he took up tap dancing and he tap danced for his entire career to strengthen his ankles. And how you handle, you said something really interesting. If you have that, you need to have that fire when you, when you don't know something to, okay, I don't know what the answer to this, but I'm going to find it, figure it out. And my stubbornness of like not immediately addressing something has always bit me in the ass or slowed me down. And when you think about guy, guys like Kobe or Ray Dalio talks about this as well in principles too, where what's more important is how you handle not knowing something than knowing something and how that to that point of your fire of using that, tapping into that, it's like, okay, I don't know this. Like I need to fucking figure this out immediately so that I can solve what I'm working through right now to get where I need to go. And in my business right now, I'm pretty much, I'm learning how to be a COO and I have two weeks to do it. So it's, there's no other choice, right? Really. And, and having, and I was having a conversation actually with my team today where determination it's there it's really just a uh, mental switch of deciding like there's no other option like that, that Hernan Cortez that story of burning the ships. And it's like, okay, like now we're going to go, we're going to go take on the Aztec army of 80,000 troops with 500 of us. Let's fucking go. Which as a side note, I recommend more as a mental heuristic than a literal translation. <laughs> Say again. <laughs> Well, like the burn the ships concept of like, I recommend that more as like a mindset to like apply that as like a mindset, not so much like a literal, like, cause it's like, well, I told my boss, like, fuck you. It's like, well, now you're not getting a job ever again. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's a weird, but yeah, like in some ways I, I like, I admire the people who can really embody that burn the ships mindset. Cause it's like, that's how you create, there is no plan B, right? Well, what happens if you don't figure out how to be a CEO, CEO in two weeks? <clears throat> There is no plan B, right? So therefore, you know, that that mindset will allow you to 
to tap into resources you didn't even know you had. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, I've, I've had a, I've, my work structure over the last four years of being an entrepreneur has generally been six days on and then one day off. And then you seven days, usually I can do that for about three weeks, but now is like, I'm stretching that, that limit because there is no other choice and taking, taking more on. And, and the only other option, the only option is just to be more efficient and not to waste so much fucking time on looking at girls' asses on Instagram or, or um, binging history videos when I know I need to be, when I know, when I know I need to be focused and, and doing shit um, and looking at, looking at KPIs and numbers. And well, it's like, I mean, what, yeah, I mean, what's going to be more exciting for you looking at KPIs or looking at asses? So it's going to be, it's going to be an uphill battle, but you, it's, it's all KPIs this one, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, so it's all, I, it's all comes down to mindset, right? I always hated, I always hated hearing like, like Tony Rod. I don't know if Tony Rod is the only one or first one or whatever. I'll probably claim both, but it's like success is 80%. It's like success is 20, 80% psychology, 20% strategy tactics. And I always felt like, I'm like, well, that's a really good way to like sell me some mindset course, you know, or something. But, but the more, the older I get and the more I kind of experience different levels of mindset and consciousness, the more I do believe it, the more I do believe it. And I think that, um, you know, and it's like all limiting beliefs and all that stuff. So it's like, oh, well, if you if you identify as the person who looks at asses all day and gets nothing done, like where, where are you going to go? But if you identify as someone who's like, I can overcome my habits, I can, over, I can improve my discipline, I can blah, 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 blah. Like as long as you have that can-do attitude, like that's where it starts, right? And then to me, like to me, business is just like logical steps and decisions and working with people. Like there's only so many things that can go on, <clears throat> but like the big one is like, what's, what's going on between your ears. Absolutely. And that identity thing is so fucking important where I was, I was at a talk with my mastermind and they were said this, you don't, you rise to your identity or fall to your identity, either or, and it's a choice. It really it really is a choice where enough affirmations and what, what's funny about the professional athletes and sometimes like somebody that's like a, a bench player in the NFL will think that it's like that they're like the best, <laughs> the best at their position, but they didn't get to the NFL by believing that they were a scrub. Like they're there because they, there's a level of delusion and in, in their ability at the same time, the dichotomy of it is being so is being paranoid to the point where you're considering every variable and you're considering like second, third order consequences of your decisions to really maximize your actions, but then also have that belief that you can get to, you, you can get to that next level or you can get to that Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk level of, of, because otherwise it's like, if, if that's like what your goal is and you don't believe that you're capable of doing it, and what the fuck is the point of even trying? Yeah, I totally agree. <clears throat> one thing was, um, one quote I heard is like, 
I think it was Donald Trump. I was told it was Donald Trump, but don't quote me on that. Um, but like he, he, someone said, thinking is free. So why not think big, right? It's like, it's free to think. So you, why not just think as big, have the biggest possible like dreams. I can be CEO. I can be CEO of five companies, 10, 20 million, like make a billion, jillion dollars. Like why not, why not believe that? Like, and so you're only, it's only going to help you, right? It's like having a big, big belief in like, like you said, kind of like an irrational confidence, which I do think is very helpful um, on, on many levels of like, don't, like one, one as a side note, which is how my brain works, but like one way I've heard this depression is like, depression is when you have a hyper accurate view of yourself. <laughs> and it's like, you don't, you don't like, it's, you're like, oh shit, I'm not that smart. I'm not taller than the next guy. I'm not better than Kobe at basketball. Like I'm not this, I'm not that. Like if you have like a hyper, hyper, like accurate, dismal view of yourself, that can lead to depression. But like, if you have kind of an irrational belief and confidence in yourself, that's going to lead to all the things that you want and then and then later it's like oh you are that person and then then you can say oh i always was this person or i am this person or i deserve this but it's like that it's like it all kind of stems from like an expansive abundance mindset or one and that's another huge um to try to we're trying to keep some focus on the on the ayahuasca i think like that's a, another huge before and after is like i used to think like I used to think of, I, I've always been drawn to minimalism and like, oh yeah, I can live off of like no money or I could like be happy with no money or I could do this or that. And like, I thought in very like reductionist view, simplistic view, like chopped down view. And now I have like the complete opposite. Like I'm not even going to like get into my beliefs and vision because it's like, it's so absurdly large and just irrationally like big and like, it's completely flip flop. You know, I just need Google Plex Dogecoin. I don't know, be good. <laughs> or that, yeah, that'll 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 solve most most our issues. <laughs> have you uh, <laughs> have you seen? Uh, are you a football fan? I don't think I've asked. No, you. no, I played. I played. I played sports. I played sports. I played sports. I played lacrosse in college and football and baseball and blah blah. Um, I play sports. I don't watch them. Um, I I ain't no dudes fan anymore. I'm my own fan, but <laughs> everything I aspired to be in, in high school. <laughs> I was a hero on the sidelines, like yeah, watching popcorn, watching eating popcorn, watching sports. No, there's this funny meme. It's um, this wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins in the NFL, and and um, he. Uh, there was this other coach, coach from the other team that came up to him like between plays and he said, or after the game, he said, you know, you're the, you're the best in the world at this, at your, at your position. DeAndre just says, I know. And then, <laughs> and then walks off. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. And start to like play with that. You know, when, when people give you a compliment, you know, like every now and then I do one of those or someone's like, uh, I can't think of one, but someone's like, oh, you're good at this. would be like, yeah, fucking exactly. You know, <laughs> like, like just every now and then just like eat into it, you know, like feed off, like just go with it, you know, like have that, have that belief. Yeah. I mean, that's my big thing right now is I just think it all kind of comes from that. But like I said, like it all starts with the desire, right? Like, well, how, if you're, I have no idea who's going to be listening to this, but it's like, if you can't relate to that, or if you feel like you're thinking small or playing small, do you, again, do you have that fire? Do you have that desire to like, I want to, you know, there's something in you that says like, 
I know I have more in me or I can do better or bigger or whatever. Um, it, it has to come from that little fire within you. I, like from there, everything can, will, will find its way. But what in, the meantime, in the meantime, we're going to watch football and, and, you know, watch professional athletes who are, Look at who are aware, who are aware of the fact that they're the best. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a, uh... One of the main themes that I've gotten from ayahuasca is run towards the fire. And that fire symbolizes, like, if you think of that Stephen Pressfield idea from the War of Bard of facing resistance, those of you who haven't read the book, facing resistance is anytime that you want to complete a task or anytime that there's something that requires a level of discipline or effort that's challenging is you need to face that resistance. And so any progress that you want to make in life is just about facing that resistance and, and running towards running towards the fire. I totally agree, man. I think people, have, it's funny because people connect to like different words on this, but I think we're all seeing the same thing. Like you connect to resistance. I connect to fear. Like I think about like running, like over, like run towards and overcome your fear. Um, there's another one I can't remember, but like it was a, related word but it's like that concept of like you feel that friction or resistance or fear and it's like right in your field and the more you can just like just run through it run over it like good things really good things happen on like so many levels right because like at the let's say like at the most basic basic baseline level you're gaining the confidence of doing that right and you're and it's like you don't even have to like tell yourself you're confident because your, your, your brain and your subconscious is going to catch up and it's going to say, Hey, wait a minute. I had this fear or this resistance and I overcame it and I'm still alive. In fact, I'm like better than alive and better than I was before it. And it's going to build a lot of like really deep rooted confidence, not like a fake confidence that you have to like think about and drum up. It's like, it's a really deep rooted thing of like, the more you kind of do that, and ayahuasca in particular was certainly for me, it's like I had to confront so many fears all at once to, to even get through it. So like, even if, even if I didn't get the plant medicine and like all the amazing downloads and insights and shifts and this and that, even if I didn't get any of that, there's still massive benefit in going five days or any period of time or any moment in time and like plowing through and going through those fears and that resistance. And um, that's, that's a big one, man. Like, what, were, it's a big... what were the fears that you faced on Aya? I think the first one's like the most easiest, obvious. It's like, I really, one of the worst days of my life is when I had food poisoning. One of the worst days of my life, you have really, to me, you have to really have to qualify that sin. One of the worst days of my life in like a physical minute by minute feeling pain level, not like an actual like impact changing the trajectory of my life that fucked up my life. That'd be a different answer. Um, but like one of the worst days of like my, of like a feeling sensation day was when I had food poisoning and I was puking every half hour for like 12 hours. And I thought I was going to die. I was so dehydrated. I kept puking, puking. I had nothing left. And I said, I literally said, if I puke again, I'm going to die. And then boom, I never puked again. That was the end of the food poisoning. But I was kind of left with this fear of like, like vomiting and puking. It's like it's something that is, first of all, obviously not pleasant. I mean, who enjoys this stuff? But 
for me, it was also connected and tied to like, like I said, one of the worst days of my life. And I was scared for my life that I was going to like lose so much dehydration and I can't control it that I was like on the verge of dying is how I felt. And so um, going to ayahuasca is like, okay, you're going to like be guaranteed to puke. So that's one big fear. Um, I also have a fear of like not having control of my environment. Right. So I was going to, I'm going to be placed in an environment with 20 other people, 20, 30 other people. I don't, I haven't met these people. I don't have my own bed. In fact, I'm not even inside. I'm outside basically like so many variables of my sleep. And I'm like, a, I'm like a freaking maniac with my sleep and that's completely going to get fucked with. And so like sleeping outside, I haven't camped before. I'm not a camper, you know, like I, I stare in front of a computer all day. Like I don't camp, you know? And so, and so it's like, <laughs> so it's like, have your sleep destroyed puke your guts out like like and then i had to confront another fear that i didn't even know i was signing up for which is like my fear of fainting and i actually fainted which no one's ever done before as far as like i know and i asked the guy and he's like nah yeah wouldn't basically we hadn't seen that before is what he essentially said um i fainted and like i hate fainting it's like a it's a it's an issue i've had to deal with throughout my life when i see blood or needles i faint this is the first time in my life I've ever fainted without seeing blood or needles. There's a whole interpretation, like how that comes to be. Because everything with ayahuasca, there's an intelligence. There's nothing random about ayahuasca. Your experience with ayahuasca is not random. It's going to be 100% what you need, when you need it. And your job is to figure out why and interpret it and, and, and use it. Um, but anyway, so like a lot of fears, man, you know, just like, Oh, and then, and then it keeps going. Right. So like, I'm pretty sure I had, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I've been through some stuff in life and I don't consider myself a saint. Like I'm probably going to have some demons that come up, you know, like what's the kind of stuff I'm going to have to confront from a plant medicine perspective. You know, that's a fear I had. Um, like, what do you mean? Like facing up, Oh, like dealing with like decisions and shit that you've done. Well, I mean, one I've had friends like, Kyle is a guy we know like he's like oh I literally like demons like literal demons you know it's like you never know what's going to come up oh, but, okay. but but like but the way I like interpret or the way I would explain that to someone is like I know like most people there's a lot of repressed emotions right and so like what basically it's like what's going to unearth like you don't know what's going to come up you don't know what's going to be presented mm. to you and it may not be it may not be like what you thought you wanted to hear or see or whatever and so I was one of my fears going in is like I don't I'm like scared to see what, what comes up, you know, I'm scared to see what's going to be just because I've dealt with different shit in my life and whatever, you know, and you like, fucking did it, dude. And here That's we are. A lot of courage. Like you have like, you're like, imagine it's like, you're just like, imagine, okay, what's the worst shit ever. Okay. I'm going to do that. I'm in. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's uh it's an act of courage, man. It's, but that's, but I also use that. You have to, you have to like know how to like, this is where self-awareness comes in is like, you have to use your psychology to your advantage. So I know I'm an intense motherfucker, right? So I know I'm very intense. So like I use that to my advantage of like, oh, well, watch this. If I do ayahuasca, that puts me in the, that puts me in the boys club. That puts me in like the, I'm a tough guy club or like I, I did something crazy club or I, I, Tony Robbins walked on fire. Fuck that dude. Do, do five days of ayahuasca. Then, then talk to me. Tony Robbins is going to see this podcast. He's like, fuck these guys. 
<laughs> It'll be all right. Um, um, yeah, so I was walking on fire. No, no, no. So it's... Uh, <laughs> so, so, no, I mean, it's just incredible, right? I could I could literally talk forever about this. I mean, I've, I, it's such a transformative experience. But like I said, even at the base level, you're getting, you're confronting your fears, you're doing, you're putting yourself... Then another thing I did, which is like a... This isn't as like sexy, but this is like what people freaking need to hear is the other like baseline, like most basic level of benefit I guaranteed myself, I secured in is I went to this for five days, like phone off. Like I'm like, tell me the last time you went five days without your phone. Like people would rather freaking die, dude. Like you need to disconnect from your phone. These things are like destroying, like. Social media is warping your dopamine and you're like, I'm not, that's a whole other topic. Like Garen, and I've seen it at every single age. My parents are addicted to their phone. Like, I don't care who you are. I'm addicted to my phone. So having time away and just like collecting yourself, collecting your thoughts. Like, who do you think you are without like what your phone or technology is like? So anyway, my point is, it's like, there's just so many levels of benefit to doing this of like getting into nature disconnecting from your phone uh confronting your fears having the benefits of plant medicine to like you know basically heal you and give you insights and ideas about yourself and allow you to reprogram your mind and your in your concept of your life in a way that is much more uh beneficial and and like you know puts you in the driver's seat puts you like there's just so many things with it and then i then i met a good friend there and it's like, now I have like a new, like, a, he's like a brother of mine at this point. Like, I would have, he's going to be at my wedding, which don't, it's not going to be anytime soon. And so <laughs> I was like, yo, where's the invite, dog? <laughs> uh, so I, I remember what I was going to say now. You, so you said okay. something earlier that you're, you're an intense motherfucker. And I agree with it but you're good and tense. And like, you also have a great sense of humor and you're super smart and you're great to great dude to be around. And, but there's also like, there's intense people that there's something about them that just have a darkness or there's like a void that's there or an anger that's like simmering under, under the surface. And I was definitely one of those, one of those guys before ayahuasca, like I had a massive chip on my shoulder and like I was, I was holding on to shit that happened to me in high school for like nine years and bringing that into my interactions of like something to prove or, or like literally just like, I remember, I remember back when I in corporate sales, I used to like almost every fucking picture or thing that I post on social media was like deliberately a flex just to be like, yo, fuck these people, like fuck fuck you high school and and it was uh and what's what's funny is that like one of my, one of my buddies actually called me on it and and, uh, like, and i was actually called on called out on it like a few times and i just like ignored it like didn't listen to it until until my grandmother passed away uh in um in february of last year 2021 where she was like the most like humble, warm, sweetest person. And it made me like really reflect on who I was and the energy that I was putting out. And then shortly after that, a buddy called me out for this shit. And I'm like, I got to deal like, and then it, it put in perspective that like, I didn't even realize I was in denial 
for I, I was after like maybe about five years, I was fully like just like kind of immersed in in that dark side energy. Whereas last year, and I just got to a point where I was just like so used to being angry all the time. And so used to like projecting this chip on my shoulder and wanting to prove myself that ayahuasca completely let helped me let that go. And I went to, I actually went to my high school reunion um, last month and it was just like total catharsis of, and, and actually I wrote a love letter to myself. Like I wrote a love letter to the like 16, 17 year old Scott, like that, that inner child work from that we hear about in therapy. Um, I did that. And I also like on the, I did that on the plane ride there. And I was like also microdosed on shrooms. I did a, some, a lot of edibles. <laughs> and it was one of the most beautiful moments of my life of like just total release and, and, uh, brought, it brought back a lot of going back there, brought back a lot of memories, but I was able to face it with like surrender and acceptance. And it was without ayahuasca, it wouldn't have been possible. That's beautiful, man. Well, releasing high school shit is no easy feat. So I think you got a big W there. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. And then like, yeah, certainly that was part of my ayahuasca experience, the inner child stuff. I mean, that's a whole separate topic, but um, yeah, that's, that's a pretty advanced level thing, to be honest, um, to be able to connect to your, your kind of past former self that you know is holding on to these these angers and driven by insecurities and all this stuff. And you're not, you're not fitting in, or you're not getting things the way you want. And just, you're kind of just at war with the world. Right. I mean, I think most young men can relate to that and, uh, or even just in general. And, um, that's what I'm saying of like, how do you like, how do you like renegotiate these terms? You know, like, do you want to, do you want to be just driven by that anger and that kind of like, you know, feeling the need to flex and all that stuff. Like it's not, it's not the flexing on the Instagram is the problem, right? It's everything, like I said, it's comes from you. Like the problem is like the fact that that you feel the need to do that, right? Like nobody gives a shit about the Instagram. I could care fuck less, but like, it's all about like, what is your like emotional landscape? And so like, that's why this plant medicine stuff is like so interesting to me because it allows you to kind of renegotiate the terms of things that have been like gridlocked it's been a gridlock of like i'm angry about high school or i have to like prove them or that'll show them or this or that like you have an emotional gridlock in your system and you do plant medicine specifically in my opinion ayahuasca is the best that i've done found and i've tried a lot um it allows you to kind of like reconfigure the deck in a way that's behooves you in a way that's healing in a way that allows you to like connect to your inner child and and you know move on so anyway i'm that is doing the work my friend like that is that is when people talk about doing the work like that is that is doing the work what you did so kudos to you the other the other big takeaway that i got from it was it's like okay talking about audacious goals it's like okay, motherfucker, you have these massive goals, but you better make sure that your actions are, are there to, to match it. 
otherwise it's just like you're just lying to yourself and fooling yourself that was another thing that i was doing for a long time and honestly it, it really came it really came to a head recently where like this last quarter has just been navigating constant uh, just almost like nuke after nuke like one of our companies is doing like super awesome and like killing it and then the other one is really um yeah it's been like accidental accidental threat after accidental threat and just having to navigate it <laughs> and and um the, like jumping through these intellectual rings of of fire that are like this 12 layered puzzle like a 12 sided rubik's cube of like trying to like figure shit out and just like but also just being like physically tired mentally tired and but at, going back to earlier it was like there's no other fucking choice to to do it um and uh this ayahuasca kind of seeded a lot of the the ideas for solving the things that I'm, that I'm working through right now and and help me deal with them emotionally as well because there's been like several times where it's like like seriously considered quitting and giving up but back to that point is like winning is the only option <laughs> or or pivoting <laughs> but, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, uh, it's, it's funny it's, uh, i had like a whole conversation um I think a whole conversation about about that with my business partner, but like no, we're dying on this hill. Well, that to me, that's like the hardest question um, to me. Like I've heard this asked on like other podcast interviews and stuff, and like I'm never. It's like no one can really ever answer it, but they give their own version of like, how do you know when something is. Like you need to persist and just like win and overcome and like not give up and not like, you know, quit. Like, how do you know when to do that? And then how do you know when to like read the writing on the wall and be like the actual more strategic intelligent decision is to pivot in some capacity, right? And like, there's never a clear answer to that. It's always highly like context dependent so like if, if some random person was like should i quit my business or keep going it's like there's so many freaking things you have to get into to like diagnose but i ultimately believe like you are the arbiter of that answer you are the arbiter of that truth and like like you have to kind of dig in yourself and like really get clear and like it's like a very high degree of self-awareness of like am i quitting out of like like just lack of pers like lack of mental fortitude and lack of persistence or is this like oh, oh, and I, am i lying to myself to say like switching gears is smarter and like i'm really just doing that because like the actual answer is because i need to just like continue and bulldoze through it like it's very that to me is like the hardest it requires like the most you know what I mean? Like the most like awareness and intelligence, but I, you know, that's just, there's just that like, other than that, like everything else in business is just like, what's the next logical step to like solve this problem. And you just keep doing that until you get what you want. <laughs> exactly. So, but, but it's good that you can kind of like 
harken back on your, uh, you know, your experiences with, with it. How many times have you done it? 17. <laughs> 17 what? Ceremonies? Yeah, like individual, uh, individual times, like drinking it. Like, is there any sort of trend line for you of like it gets better because like one one selling point that i like with ayahuasca is like it's like an anti-drug like the more you do the less you need for like from a tolerance perspective and then also like it cleans out your system on some level so like you're gonna puke less violently and it's gonna be like less so like that's i don't know what do you have any sort of trend in terms of your experiences overall like from one to 17 yeah absolutely it definitely gets better like yeah it hundred fucking thousand percent gets better like it's more love more bliss the more that the more that i've done uh there was one time like i've only ever had one really like experience with a lot of negative emotions um a lot of it's just been like about love and how much i love business and making deals and uh winning for how how much and how much you love Kobe. Yeah, exactly. That too. <laughs> that's, that's a massive, that's a, a massive theme. Like I'm, yeah, one of the visions that I've had is meeting Kobe in the afterlife. And that's a whole other episode. Um, stay tuned. Uh, but the trend line of the, the vomiting is way less. Like, it's just like, even still, imagine something that you vomit on but it's totally worth it. <laughs> it, is, it is every every time somebody gives me or says like gives me that objection about ayahuasca, <laughs> it's like my brain instantly defaults to sales. Um, is is it's totally worth it? Like it's like for. I would say I'm I'm pretty over mushrooms doing macro doses. I think that the only. Me too. Yeah, the only, like, after ayahuasca, it's just, like, it's, like, so, like, I thought, like, mushrooms are always, like, the deepest, most intense experiences that I've ever had, but ayahuasca is just, like, it's, like, not even close. Um, well, I, yeah, I, it's funny you say that, because I had a similar thought, I'm, like, you know what, I'm, I really feel good on, like, like, good meaning, like, I'm quitting, like, I really feel like I don't need to do mushrooms anymore for like a long, long time, especially like now that I have ayahuasca under my tool belt because um, <laughs> for so many reasons, but like for me, speak, like personally, like I feel like mushrooms can really open up the channels and give you a lot of insights like in that, in that period, right? But then the whole, like nothing changes. Your life doesn't change unless, unless and until you do the work, you integrate, you, you like embed these insights and new realizations and all this stuff. And I have struggled to do that. I have, I'm, I'm a disciplined person. I'm like growth oriented, but like I have struggled to like get any sort of like meet me halfway energy with, with mushrooms other than like, like I said, I was like period, I was very confident for a period after I did mushrooms and I decided to do Columbia. So like I do attribute life-changing stuff to mushrooms, like that being one of them. But generally speaking, it's like freaking blast me open. I'm excited. I got all this great stuff. I want to tell people. And then slowly, like, there's like a precipitous drop back to my life. Ayahuasca was like completely different. Like it just, it's, it seemed to like do the integration almost, I don't want to like say like for me, because I am doing integration work and I'm working with like an integration coach and I do so much freaking stuff for my like personal growth. So I'm not like completely hands off, but like, so it feels so much more like it gave me this huge boost 
with the integrant. So it's like I get the insights and the, like all the awesomeness of the, of the trip. And then life after has its own momentum derived from the ayahuasca. So like for that reason, I, I'm like, I'd rather just do that than, than like to do some cool stuff on mushrooms and then like, oh yeah, my life's just going to go back to normal the next day. Um, not to say that that has to be that way, but like, I just, and last time I did mushrooms, I didn't feel good. Like, I don't know, something shifted. Like I didn't feel as good. I didn't, um, just made me like really hungry and weird feeling and stuff. So anyway, you know, you go, you play around with these things and you find what works now may work for you later or whatnot, but it's, it's like, it's all, um, yeah, I'm I'm biased, but they, you know, my mentality is like I'm always satisfied with the best. You know, like once I find the best shit, it's like I'm just gonna do that. <laughs> Have you tried microdosing shrooms? I yeah, I don't notice a whole lot. <clears throat> I, I tried doing it, but I, I didn't. I don't think it's did a whole lot for me. I mean, maybe it did, but like it's sub it's sub whatever perceptual. So I'm like, well, if I can't perceive it, how do I know if it works? So like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm pairing it. Uh, I'm I'm trying it with ADHD medication as well at the same time. Wow, I was on that as a kid. And I'm not going back to that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> totally. I honestly, dude, I was off ADHD meds for like 11 years until I decided to give it another look. Why'd you do that? <clears throat> it's um. Let me report back. I'll have a, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll have a, Cause their marketing, cause their marketing got a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you know, that good marketing, baby. I'm in. If you, if, if you tell, if you tell me to cut off my arm for, I'll do it. Dude, yeah. Yeah, man. So, I mean, but yeah, do dig into it, man. And uh, let me know what you think, but yeah, I'm, that's a little bit pharmaceuticals are a last resort for me yeah me as me as well and and that's why it took me fucking 11 years to even uh but you know that that's a like a that's a like a, like a lot of people in like the health and wellness and like whatever communities like everyone kind of has that opinion but i do know like very close very close high performing friends and it's like just a tiny dose of like an ssri or a tiny dose of like whatever really helps them you know so there are cases where you know this stuff makes sense but by and large i think you really need to like you know do some homework don't get addicted don't rely on stuff don't use it as like a first line of defense right have you tried meditation have you tried x y freaking z you know Um, yeah so if it's not like don't use it as like a first line of defense and do your research and maybe just the right amount of hopefully relatively small dose can, you know, you know, titrate you just to where you want to be. But that's just me. That's not doctor. Don't play one on the internet. (laughs) Just talking out of my ass like anyone else on a podcast. (laughs) Dr. Constant. So would you do, are you going to do ayahuasca again? I would absolutely do it again. Not this year because I'll be back and doing some stuff, but loosely speaking, I plan to do it every year. Um, maybe more frequently, but like the current plan is like roughly every year. Um, but we'll, but we'll see. I kind of made a deal with myself that I, I have to earn the right 
to like do the next one, right? So I have so many notes, I have so many downloads, I have so many action items, I have so many, so much goodness from the last time I did it. And I have to, I have to use my discipline to go through that and be like, okay, like, have you actually learned this lesson? Are you actually implementing this? Have you actually like done X, Y, Z? If I feel like I am doing and I've learned what I, what I needed to learn, what I, what I learned from the experience, then it's like, okay, you're ready for net new. But I don't want to just jump to like, jump into this and like, oh, I'm excited about it and whatever. It's like, no, like I came here to change my life. I like this. Yes, it can be fun. Yes, it can be like a very, like you can't even put into words the experience for your soul and for your, like everything. It can be an amazing thing. But for me, life is like everything after. Everything's before and after that, right? And so I'm going to earn the right to do another, to do it again. You know, and I'm on track. So basically, how long does it take to integrate the, the lessons? Like one month, two months, a year? You know, it depends, right? So I'm racing as fast as I can to like get all this stuff downloaded, integrated into every fiber of my being. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm ready for the next, the next level. And it is levels, right? So I really like, a lot of people resonate with like the, the maps of consciousness and like the levels of consciousness. The one that I like is you're in hell, which I was, and then you get out of it. And then ayahuasca gets you out of hell. And then once you're out of hell, you're never going back. That's the good news. You're never going back to hell. But then from there, there's infinite levels of heaven, right? And so like, I'm at like heaven level zero or one. And it's like, you can keep going back. And I know people go back and they feel like you said, more bliss, more love, more whatever. And you can kind of keep tapping up the gradient and like maybe it goes that direction. I don't know. I don't even know if. Yeah, I mean, I was joking with uh, one of our one of our buddies. I'm like, I don't even know if I want to be more conscious right now because I just literally want to like. I love where I'm at, and I just like in heads down mode, just like attacking my business stuff and attacking. It was just like execution mode, which is where I feel most comfortable, and I know it's like on track to like get to me where I want to be. I don't know if I need to be this like saint jesus figure who's like the most enlightened person like maybe i'll do that later like right now i'm like my consciousness is like it's like putting me at where i need to be to like get the things that i want done and like i'm happy with that fuck yeah dude it's funny like that i don't know if i want to be like the saint jesus person <laughs> maybe i'll just I exactly you're here like what exactly what you were talking about Maybe, maybe I just want to be a fucking asshole who like gets business shit done and like conquers the world, you know? Like maybe that's what I want to do. You it's know? Like, like, thank I, you, I, thank you, Abuela. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Ayahuasca. You know what? I did. I yeah, you know. I don't know before. I was like, you know what? I did Ayahuasca, and then I became Jeff Bezos. I treat my workers like shit. <laughs> but i'm crushing it <laughs> you know it's like yeah it's it's so interesting like you can yeah it's, it's freaking hilarious but yeah like i don't i feel good with where i'm at with it and so like yeah I, like part of me is like, i will like what if it like i don't know anyway so to answer your question i will go back i do plan to go back tbd when exactly roughly speaking I had to pull a number out, I'd say once a year. I what about you? What, what, so much with that idea of like needing to earn it to go back. Well, otherwise you're just a fucking idiot, you know? <laughs> like, otherwise you're just like, what are you doing? Like, you have to, you have to do the work. You have to 
you have to be honest with yourself and like, are you actually implementing this stuff? You know, I've always, I used to be the guy who was like, why are you even like, why did you even write a book? Why don't you just send me like a one page PDF of the action items? Like, well, just give me the freaking answer. Just tell me like what I need to do. And I used to be like that when I would listen to podcasts with books. I'm like, dude, I don't freaking care. I don't care about your opinions. I don't care about your, just tell me the hard things I need to do that are going to move the needle on my life. It's all I, that's all I care about. Right. And I still have that. I've loosened up on that and I have different, I have actually, I, I look at it slightly different now and I've loosened up that grip, but I, that, that, that is still in me. Right. And so that's how I kind of look at the ayahuasca is like, okay, I have these action items. I have these things. I'm going to earn the right to like do it again because I need to like do the work and like get this stuff like in the, in the system. I need to systematize my, my ayah into my life. You know, it's gotta be like recurring calendar events and systems and VAs and all this crazy shit until. It's like the experience is for me. So I think I need to spend five days doing this shit. <laughs> yeah well i'm definitely gonna cut some corners when i do it again because that was fucking unbearable but um anyway like i'm not doing well yeah i'm not gonna do i'm not doing the some of the pre-ceremonial preparation ritual stuff and whatever we can chat about but it's you know like it's tough man it's freaking hard yeah 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 <laughs> in the in the temesco yeah yeah no i feel you on the i feel you on the temesco temesco i'm literally never doing again tobacco water is a maybe yeah the 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 temesco is is uh <laughs> what, what got me was the last time that i went there was there was fleas like everywhere and i was like i'm just like nobling the fuck out right now like i'm like i'm just i could do this i would be totally fine with this but just like minus the lyme disease did you do it? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's no other choice. I didn't get Lyme disease, so that was a plus. Yeah, dude, I got bitten by an insect, and I was like freaking out that I got <clears throat> bitten by like a black widow, like while I'm burning alive in this Temescal hut, and I'm and I'm like crouched over, my back tweaked out on me. I'm just like, dude, this is uh, this is not how I want to be spending my yeah, time. You're pretty big, <laughs> so getting crammed in there with like a. What is it? It's like an eight by not even probably more like yeah, like it's like an eight by it's like an eight by you can't move a fucking edge. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate fucking facts. Like 180 degrees for two hours. The tobacco water, I yeah, the tobacco water. I was planning on going again for my birthday. And uh, plan on going again for my birthday this year. And tobacco water, I've done it three times in the last year. Not doing it again. Yeah, man. I uh, I feel like I did what I was talking about. Of like, I faced. I mean, there's more fears, right? You're like, what are your fears? Like, dude, any aspect of this is a fear. Like, like drinking tobacco water is a fear. Like, to going in a hut where I can't move and like burn for an hour is a fear. Like, all this stuff is a fear. All this is resistance. You want to be more macho say resistance but for me i was scared and and uh, i didn't want to do any of this stuff and like so for me i feel like i did actually earn the badge of like now i can like take the shortcut <laughs> not like i've already now that i've done it i feel like okay 
like I don't need to do it again, like necessarily. Like I feel like I'm like I did it, and like I feel good that I got through it. And then now, when I go back, I want it to be a little bit more. I'm gonna marionette it a little bit to be like more comfortable for me, but still get the freaking huge, you know, benefits and all oh, that. Of, like ROI. I mean, that's just how I do things. Like cut, <laughs> cut, cut a little bit of the fat and still go for the ROI. Yeah, just peak efficiency, Brian Comstock. <laughs> I can't can't do it another way. You know what's funny? So there's two two things that I have to share. You're you're talking about how it's like just give me the fucking action items, just like cut to the fucking point. Like don't like sell me or do all this like other bullshit, like writing 400 pages to get to the point. Um, I there's somebody that I I work with that like said the same shit, but like still would never listen to me unless I gave them a story as to why it made sense. So there and, you go. and then, and then when I started telling them the story of why it made sense, then they started actually listening and doing it. And, and, and so I, I, because human beings have like 200,000 years of oral tradition, it's like, I don't fucking buy that shit. Whenever somebody tells me that it's like, okay, like I'm still going to come with the stories to fucking convince you. And that's, and that's, and that's what I said earlier. Like I've loosened my grip on that. And like, mm -hmm. that's part of, that's part of it. Of like, I recognize that there is more to it. And like, it's a special, special person who can just like, I could just hand you the PDF and you like run with the action items. Like no, almost, almost nobody's going to operate that way. And you need, so I've loosened my grip on that of like, it's not, there's actually other currency and value besides action items. There's actually, like stories and hope and belief. Like for me, belief and hope is a kind of a newfound concept. Whereas before I was just like, <laughs> whereas before yeah. I was just like, give me the fucking answer, give me the action. And now I'm like, there's a lot of value to listening to people and hearing stories and reading and whatever to where it increases your, your belief and or hope in whatever. So there's like value outside of like the hard, the hard nose. And, and the reality is it's like, I've done enough of the action item stuff that I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I'm not even looking for it anymore. I'm like, I'm, it's more like I've, I've pounded that pavement so hard. There's like, there's only so many things I'm going to do for my health. There's only so many things I'm going to do for business. There's only like so many things that I'm like action item level that I need to know. And like, I feel like I have a good grip on that. And like, I'm not really looking for like more random crap to like jam into my day from that. And now it's more like, like, like I can shift towards like listening and learning from people and like opening my mind, like on, like I said, more of a belief and like other perspectives, you know? So, and it's just a more enjoyable way to live, frankly. So anyway, so good, good for you to figure that out, how to motivate your employees. <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, there's a, you, so what's interesting when you're talking about your eye experience of like facing like all this friction and fear and then coming through to the other side of it and then getting that, that emotional payoff is describing a, a rite of passage. And uh, so our inside sales manager, he lives in, he lives in Nigeria and, and rite of passages are still like a very big thing. It's like maturing in, in the tribe or maturing as a, as a man. And he had this, uh, what they, what they do in, in his tribe is he has, he has to go out and he has to live and in the woods, woods for two days in the fucking jungle in Nigeria, and he has to catch something. Like he has to actually like catch like a like he has to kill an animal, and wow. uh, and so he was like, and they they do some. Uh, he he I haven't got the plant, 
that they do um, report back, report that back later. But they do this some kind of hallucinogen, and then they send you on your way. And he had you saw this demon of like this uh, this centaur, half man, half horse, um, leading leading up to that, and then by the end of the second day, I mean, he hasn't had anything to eat. He's tired. He's frustrated. And he's just hanging out in this tree. And there's this rabbit that was right under the, uh, right under the tree. And then he ended up at, he ended up like pretty much passing out. And so he fell on this rabbit <laughs> and that's how he, that's how he got, that's how he got his, his kill. And so he, he won. He passed it's very me- it's like a very metaphorical way of like how I've lived my life. Like if I just like pass out, like, oh there it is. Like, <laughs> you're just such a stud. You just have everything going for you. You're tall, good looking, super smart. Yeah, but have I got the touch? You know? So anyway, um no, it's the rite of passage i was like dude i was my brain was just like humming with like stupid jokes that i couldn't like figure out of like the rite of passage we have in like america is like handing a fucking nine-year-old an iphone you know like like it's just we don't (laughs) (laughs) here or actually you know i say that as a joke but now that i think about it it like is it's all it's 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 it is its own twisted rite of passage because it's like this is very like sad and like a huge problem with our world right now. But it's like you give a you give a young like woman like an adolescent female girl like a, an iPhone with social media, and they're like brains can't handle this stuff, and there's like like they just like kill themselves. It's just like horrible. Like I'm so against social media and stuff, but um, but I recognize it's like a tool for business, blah blah. But like by and large, it's just like destroying people's like you know sense of self and sense of confidence so it is kind of like right a passage of like hey if you can like get through this and like not kill yourself and like still feel good about yourself like that is an incredible feat because you have everything going against you um, but anyway the, the main point i wanted to make is like we don't really have these rite of passages and like there's immense i feel like i'm 31 years old i feel like i just went through my rite of passage doing the five-day ayahuasca and um I'm like, I'm now finally a man, finally a real man. And I, I man. do feel like, I, I, do, man. <laughs> I do feel like I was a boy to a degree um, before it actually. And um, I do feel like it made me more of a man in, in some like very real way. So I do believe in the rite of passage because to me, it goes back to what I said of like, you, it, if you don't even have to think about it, like it, you're, it's forcing your dna to like recalibrate of like i am confident like i can survive i am self-reliant it's like reconfiguring your dna and your your subconscious beliefs about yourself because that is what actually happens because you you make it through and then your brain's going to catch up like whether you think about it or not your brain's going to catch up and be like wow like i am i'm a man like i survived i'm self-reliant you know like anyway that's my belief of why i think this rite of passage stuff is so impactful because it kind of just like pattern interrupts the, it's like slaps the crap out of you we into like it, everybody like we need to go through that everybody needs to go through that that frust that initial <clears throat> inertia of frustration and and hardship and, and adversity to then see it through to the other side to get that get that emotional payoff and then that emotional payoff is the reward in and of itself is because it's something hard 
So entrepreneurship is like that in, in, in many ways, or, or for example, like even, um, even doing like a personal development bootcamp for like a month, that's like super intense and like in your face and demanding of you or anything like anything that's hard, anything that requires or anything that you have to face that inertia of frustration, especially for a prolonged period of time can offer that. And, and so we invite anybody that's listening to this to consider like the rites of passage that you've both gone through as well as the potential rites of passage that you can go through and to actively seek and, and, and face those things. I can't agree more, man. Can't agree more. And there's not a lot of things that like, that are set up that just kind of give you, I mean, I guess there are, like you said, you can do some of those different things, but I don't feel like it's going to be handed to you. Like I said, I think this is something that you know, our culture and American culture, at least, uh, I'm not going to speak to Canadian culture, but pretty sure it's the same shit. And we just don't rock the boat. We're like, uh, the government, the, yeah, we'll, we'll take, yeah, just lock us up. We don't want to, we don't want to rock the boat. We won't protest. Yeah, yeah, but right. So, so, you know, like in, in, the, in the Western developed nations in, in like this, the world we live in, right? We don't have these rites of passage that are like naturally given. So uh, I agree with you that I think it's something that you'd have to like, like kind of recognize. And then if you want to just upgrade every fiber of your being, then it's probably a good idea you find a way to get into this stuff and there's plenty of plenty of opportunities plenty of things to do um but i think like again thematically it's like just remember like you're always you know unless you don't you're not gonna die right so if it's like if we know you're not gonna like die you're not gonna get injured you kind of just hang your hat on that then you basically know and you're guaranteed you go through this and you're gonna become a better person you're gonna become a better man woman whatever you can be more confident um so I think you're you're missing a few genders in there. Yeah, oh, man. Let's let's not do that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair, fair enough. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. Um, that's right. Let's let's wrap this up. To finish, just kidding, Tony Robbins. Um, you're you're badass. Um, but fuck Mark Zuckerberg. Metaverse. Uh, yeah, dude, it's like metaverse versus ayahuasca, dude. That's one thing I've been talking about because it's like, do you want anyway? We're, we're supposed to wrap up, we need but a fucking, <laughs> it's like America, we need a war on the metaverse. That's that's the... <laughs> yeah. well, we'll just keep that as a carrot teaser for another day, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, folks, have yourself a lovely morning, afternoon, evening, middle of the night, whenever you're listening to this. and. We'll catch you on the next one. The next guest we're super excited about. He climbed fucking Mount Everest. So looking forward to uh, looking forward to having him on.